Welcome to CTO Confessions with TC Gill. Brought to you by IT Labs. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of CTO Confessions is brought to you by the one and only IT Labs, providing technology leaders with purpose-driven development teams for high-performance, innovation and productivity. What more could you want? Please think of us like tech leaders' favourite off-the-shelf service, providing quality, high-performing teams off that shelf. And your host today is me, TC Gill, IT Labs Chief Talking Officer, and I'm speaking from London, UK. And in this episode, we're going to be talking to Cedric, the CTO and co-founder of Bearer, a techie with a burning passion for entrepreneurship and leading teams, and striking the right balance between all the things that leadership demands of us. So let's not delay, let's get Cedric into the space to share his enlightening stories and knowledge. Welcome, Cedric. Welcome to CTO Confessions Podcast. It's great to be here. Brilliant. Thank you for having me. That's great. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Who are you and what do you do? I'm Cedric Fabianski. I'm the co-founder and CTO at uh, Bearer. Um, and uh, and uh, before that, I was a, a software engineer for the past 10 years or so. And uh, I've raised a lot of uh, interest in security and privacy and all those kind of things. So, yeah, been doing a lot of things around that area. And also, I'm an open source software engineer at the beginning of the of the, of the thing because my um, this is my philosophy when uh, and this is something I, I picked up during my studies and I really liked, which with the open source um, software is when you when you know something, share it. If you don't know, ask ask about it and just like don't be don't feel ashamed or something like that. And this is something I'm very like. If I do know, I'm gonna share it. If I don't know, I'm gonna ask for it. And uh, and this is something like, I really like uh, the community of it and yes. the, the spirit of it. Brilliant, brilliant. That's great. So uh, you kind of mentioned a second ago that um, you uh, you work for a company called Bearer, okay? And it's yeah. quite an intriguing area uh, of. of uh, what you've got the, the niche that you're kind of working in so tell the audience a little bit about what what bearer does and, and the problem they're solving in the market yeah sure um it's uh privacy by design basically it's uh, uh right now we are in uh, in um, um it's everything is like coming together you've got gdpr you've got like a lot of laws uh coming up and with a lot of things like you need to uh you need to make uh uh, privacy. Uh, you, you need to respect the privacy of your users and kind of things, right? But and most people are like, "Oh, I'm I'm compliant, GDPR compliant." But what does it mean? You don't even know because when you ask uh, those company and even the bigger one, the biggest one, right? They don't even know how where the data is coming from to uh, what kind of data where like they don't even know the, the dependencies, right? What kind of APIs are consuming? What kind of APIs they are relying on? What's the what's the um, the risk assessment when when they're using this API and all kind of things because if they don't know the if this is what we call shadow API right if they don't know what they are using this API like then this is a risk like you've got a security breach and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden you don't you are exposed and you didn't even know about it and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's like very far away and you don't have a process you don't have an, uh, you, you don't even know uh, that you are exposed so what we are what we have to offer is like security by uh, privacy by design sorry which is we um, Basically, it's two worlds. In order to make it work, you need to you need to make two worlds communicate with with each other. You've got the engineering team and you've got the security and compliance team, right? And those worlds are like totally different. They speak a different language altogether, right? 
So uh, this is how it works right now. Uh, the compliance is, or the security is coming to you and say, oh, can you please fill in this paper or this survey, please, like uh, this uh, form? And and the engineer is going to ignore it for one or two times or something like that because they don't know how to answer this question. And the, those, those questions are like, um, ask in a way that the compliance is going to understand the questions or the answers to and the engineer doesn't understand the questions and they're like, oh, I'm going to just ignore it and they're going to come back yeah. to me at some point, right? And yeah. so it, it's how it works right now, right? It's it's very scary, right? Because most companies are like, gee, you're compliant, but this is how it works. So it takes about a year to to to, to be compliant or to, to know what's going on, to, to get all those papers uh, back and to process those papers. And then at the end of the day, you need to start over because when you when you when you finish processing those papers, it's outdated already by by a lot. And what we what we offer is like uh, something that you the, something that we call a broker that you install in your premise. And the idea is to scan the code base to identify like what kind of dependencies that you have in your code base in source code. And basically, we're going to trigger a pull request directly in your in your code base. So that engineers can fill in a survey directly in the following a link in the pull request, and they're gonna be able to answer the questions with like some pre-filled um, uh, uh, informations. Like for instance, this is what the, the kind of uh, third-party APIs we detected in your packages, in your dependencies, in your code base, and those kind of things. This is the database that we detected for for this project and those kind of things, and they're gonna fill in the, the survey in a language that they understand. And then they're going to complete the survey at the, at the end of the day. It's going to go to the security and they're going to review it. And then this, the compliance is going to review it and all those kind of things. So it's a process. And then at the end of the day, it's to be uh, to get the privacy by design that we all want, basically. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And I guess the things that come out of the box for what you've what you've put together here, um, and I'd like to kind of build up a, a more kind of uh, detailed picture as to how that works. Um, is that you get an audit out of this? There's a there's a real kind of quick no way of knowing where you where the gaps are or where you've got it kind of covered. It's 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 more like we're gonna be able to to build a, a report or a, a ROPA and all those kind of things like uh, the DPA, for instance, like the like a list of things that do you have a DPA for this provider, like to to measure the the, the risk assessment and to to have like a ROPA uh, and to 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 get a report. And this is the report and to show the uh, any auditors like i'm following a process this is what i detected this is not outdated this is what i have this is really what what what, what really i'm using and, and i'm doing my best to, to identify those things and because uh unlike uh stock two or iso and all those things iso is like a certification right you you follow the, you follow this process and that and, and that's great and the, you can show this paper to someone and say i'm I, i'm i'm iso compliant or i'm a stock to compliant all those kind of things when it comes to gdpr for instance there is no paper that you can show because it's like an ongoing process and as to you it's not like something that you're gonna that gonna brings you more customers it's something that you need to do by law right so it's it's different yeah. it's a different mindset it's a different process you have to do it Yes. Yeah, I, I love that idea of, uh, you know, you got to, yeah, you, you got to do it. Do you say by love, you know, through love? Of by, it? by love, by love. Okay, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, we were looking at the kind of um, the fines chart for GDPR, you know, uh, the kind of yeah. fines that are out there. I mean, 
you know, I they actually were hurting while I was reading them. They hurt, you know, uh, phenomenal yeah. kind of finds, you know. Um, so, so you you kind of just you know, so it's kind of um, you know, privacy and security by design. Yeah. So, if a customer comes to you, I mean, what what's the kind of starting our process to kind of onboard them onto onto your platform or your kind of process? What 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 happens? First, you need to install the broker because the broker, like we like we. Uh, we don't want to get access to your data, right? Your data, we, what, the, the only thing we process is metadata. And this is like really something that is central to what we what we do. We can do it uh, using a SaaS product. This is something that we, we know how to do and also things that we can use the same mechanism that you would use, but you, you can host it on your premises. What's going to happen is the broker, uh, it's a binary that you install and it's very lightweight and it's going gonna, it's gonna to get access to your uh, GitHub or GitLab or like SCM. And it's gonna it's gonna scan your repository. It's gonna send some metadata to us, and then we're gonna you, you can trigger the thing and say like, all right, for those ten uh, repository, I want to start the processing of those uh, of those things. And at this point, the broker is gonna receive a message saying like, please scan this repository, send me the send me back the metadata, and we're gonna process those packets. The dependency dependency tree, the all, all those things on the back end and all those kind of things. So only metadata ready. Uh, so we have an onboarding process. You install it. We start with reviewing one. We say, uh, the progress is going to show up on the um, on the repository. Hopefully, uh, your team is going would be aware of things like this happening. But uh, the the, the progress is uh, is uh, self-explaining, I would say. But yeah. you can you can you you need to train your team and you need to tell them like this is going to happen and I need you you know to to do the to do it just because uh, it's it's a risk otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be straightforward. The uh, question would be pre-filled, answer would be pre-filled and those kind of things. And, uh, and yeah, that's it. And after that, uh, the process is, is ongoing. Once the engineering service is, is filled in, then we, the security guy is receiving a notification. Uh, you've got a new um, review to do, to perform, so you review it. And then the compliance team is going to receive a notification saying like this, you've got a new one. And at the end of the day, it's going to try to report and those kind of things. Brilliant. I love it. I love the idea of automating uh, these kind of things because uh, uh, what, what did uh, one of our previous guests say you know automation is uh, is auditing free out of the box you know you literally it's there you know it's kind of done it, it's it's really something like you, you know we always talk about like the 10x right it's like you've got an idea and the idea is to do to, to improve something by 10x and this is what we do really because like the automation the the the, the, the reminders please do that if you if you close a progress by mistake we're gonna we're gonna reopen a new pull request and it's coming just to remind yourself and to get a reminder of like this is what what's going on yeah. and uh, it, it, it still is and uh, and yeah this is like a, uh, this is a major thing a major thing right now already because you mentioned uh, earlier offline uh, that kind of privacy and security is a, is a big is a passion of yours isn't it you know yeah yeah uh, it's 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 very something I, like. Uh, I remember back in the days when uh, during my when my uh, internship or first experience in the in a company, uh, I saw someone like entering a machine without uh, getting access to it, uh, like without actually getting like the password, knowing the password or something. I like, just like by using a vulnerability scan and or something, like getting the report out of the computer of someone else. I was like, this is amazing. Like what? Can, like I didn't know this this was possible, and then i started playing with like uh, getting access to my own webcam in order to like using something like an image a fake image or this kind of things i was doing this kind of things and i was like always amazed by this 
Yeah, that's great. That's great. I mean, it's, uh, have you got any other kind of passions in your kind of tech space? What kind of drives you and makes you kind of jump out of bed in the morning as a leader? It's really curiosity. And this is something that we have as a philosophy or as a, a trait in the company, really, like the company culture-wise. This is something that we, 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 all, we all share. Like, it's curiosity. Without curiosity, you can't achieve anything. Like, I, I, what I wouldn't like is someone getting to me and say, like, can you do it? No, let's do it together, right? This is like the, the, like you can ask me to do something, but if you are if you ask me to do something, then what's your driver? What, what, why why don't you want to learn, right? This is mm. this is what what's um, like it's it's something that I have inside me, and this is very hard to explain. But yes. it's like if if you don't have curiosity, how can you possibly live, right? It's yes. it's impossible for me, right, to understand that. So it's yeah. uh, it's very something. I know that's good. I mean, it's one of my, I, I love it. Uh, I love curious people. And uh, I must admit, it's a big part of my being as well. And it's about kind of exploring the world and, and finding out, you know, what's possible, what's not possible, why isn't it possible, et cetera, et cetera. So it's great to kind of hear a, a, another curiosity warrior, you know, uh, in the, uh, mm. speak to, you know, that's great. And and as, um, you know, so Bearer is a, is a startup. Uh, how long have you been going? Uh, we... Uh, it's been uh, three years and a bit more, uh, three years and a half or something like that. Yes. And what was the what was the kind of spark that kind of started off the company? Um, I was really curious how startup companies work, you know, because mm. somebody has to kind of take an idea and they kind of make it into business. But but there's a lot of chicken and eggs, you know. Got to, mm. you, know, you need a customer. Yeah. You know, so how did that work? Um, for me, it was like I always knew I would be an entrepreneur at some point, right? I, mm-hmm. I always knew I wanted to co-found something. or found, uh, wait, yeah, co-found something because for me, the the blo- one of the blocker would, would would have been to create something on my own. Like uh, I think this this is a silly idea, and I would I would I would never recommend this to anyone. Like uh, being a, a solo entrepreneur is like uh, is. Um, or, or being two, uh, you can share your stress or your uh, stress or. Anything yeah. that you have, but we, when you're alone, who, who are you going to talk to? Like your wife, your your children, yeah, yeah, your, your cat, yeah, yeah, your cat. So yeah, it's and so from that point, I, I was like, all right, I started my journey. Uh, so I met my co-founder back in 2007, right, online on IRC. If you remember the the, the Rivian Race channel, and right. we were there and we were we were uh, talking to each other, and I was. It, it was funny because we were learning the same thing at the same time, like almost at the same time, but with um, one week behind. It was always one week behind because it was he, he already started confounding or funding his, his own company. And at some point, I was like, "All right, uh, let's do." Um, you, uh, so I started working with this company, and I was like, "All right, uh, the day you want to uh, you want to start a new company or something, like that, talk to me." And we, we we got friend, and we 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 never. Um, uh, uh, disconnected and at some point I was in Indebra working for free agents and uh, I kept thinking about like an idea and, and, and something I realized is, is there are just a lot of SaaS product out there but every time every company are still using uh, or are still building the, the some blocks right and it would be easy like they couldn't I couldn't understand why it was so hard to build something without rebuilding the same thing over and over again, right? You need to implement something and, and all of a sudden like, it's like, oh, all right, let's uh, use the API. Let's do something with the API. Let's 
first thing, let's authenticate with this API, like how this works and all kind of things. So you spend a, a days and days trying to understand an API, how it works and embed it into your product and try to imagine like the dependencies, the, the, the change in the API or how to make it uh, sustainable, uh, reliable and uh, scalable and all kind of things, right? And um, so we started with this idea and my, my um, uh, Guillaume, um, just finished his, uh, his uh, uh, a job and it was like, all right, I'm ready to start a new company. I was talking, we were talking about this idea and I was like, all right, let's do it. And, uh, and that's how it started. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So, and, um, it, I love the fact that you kind of shared there, you always knew you were going to be an entrepreneur, you know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. It's interesting you say that, actually, Cedric, because I always thought I was going to be an entrepreneur and I never managed it. You know, I've had a go a few times. But I think the key thing here that you mentioned, and this is great uh, wisdom for other people, is to do it with somebody, you know, to compensate for your weaknesses. Because I try to play to my strengths and and ended up, unfortunately, playing to my weaknesses as well, you know, which didn't obviously work out. Um, and, And so, yeah, it's to find somebody that, um, can make things happen. Um, I'm great at ideas. I need somebody to to kind of think. Well, let's do this as part of that. You know, otherwise I just stay in idea mode kind of thing. So that's that's it's, great. It, it, it's really it, it's it like uh, you by being true, you have different uh, skill sets. Uh, and my my strength is more like technical on the technical side and uh, doing things and implementing iterating over uh, iterating over something an idea and or something like trying to 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 assemble all those things together and all the pieces and and uh, the building blocks and build something right but yeah. then um, you know there are, there are two types of engineers uh, on the on the planet the first one is the one who really like to uh, to do something like the the zero to 80% right and then the the the, the, the second type is the the second type of engineers is like uh, they love doing the 80 to 100 and this is where where I'm the most uh, comfortable with like I, I really like the not starting really but doing the the last mile you know to achieve something that is going to be like customer uh, focus and really like a good and covered and tested and all those kind of things right yeah. and so i'm not i'm not the one thinking or i'm not the one with the most ideas and all those kind of things guillaume is, is doing that for me yes. <laughs> fortunately yeah. but uh, you know like uh, we, we we have some strength and uh, and I think this is like uh, we, we both have strengths and, and weaknesses, and we're trying to compensate and all something. I think this is uh, this is uh, yeah. what 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 was best. Brilliant! That's brilliant. What advice? I I have to confess, uh, even though it's your CTO confessions, I'm going to do a a chief talking officer confession here. Uh, one of the things that you kind of described there is that I am that kind of uh, the ideas person, the starting off the thing. Um, uh, in terms of ideas, but I really need somebody to kind of bring it, bring it to life. But but this is a great thing, you know. You really need to find out where your strengths are, and obviously you need to exercise aspects that aren't your strengths. But you know, it's play, you know get somebody that does that part of it. So I think that's a great kind of outtake from the podcast of of uh, those two types of engineers. You know, um, it's it, it's really hard to identify your your weaknesses as well. It's it's it, it takes time to. Acknowledge your what are your yes. weaknesses and those kind of things. It's, it's very hard because like it's only by doing and and do and making mistakes and like uh, uh, getting feedback and exchanging with like being mentored and uh, getting feedback from other people and saying like this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. Why? Like it must be me actually, you know. And yes. I'm not a good I'm I'm not a good uh, uh, project manager. Or maybe I'm maybe I'm doing something wrong. What what, what could be improved? And I think part of um, I think what has changed for me 
is that I became uh, a software engineer and uh, f from a software engineer, I became a CTO, which is a different type. Like most people are like, oh, I'm going to be CTO because this is the next move, right? I'm doing things and I'd, I'd like to do like the, to be the dictator saying like, I want to do my, my own thing and I want to, to command my, uh, my, my people to say like, do this, do this, do this. It doesn't work. Like, it, it, yeah. like being CTO is losing um, ownership or is, is about, all about using, losing uh, control. It's about giving responsibility to your team and say like, you know what, you you are the best people in the room. You are the smartest because this is what I want for my for my team, right? So if I'm here to tell you what to do, it's not gonna work. Yeah. So uh, it's really like this balance that you find between like getting the 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 um, the architecture or the the, the things uh, the outlines of what you have as an idea exchanging with your team and getting getting all of all of that together but cto is not very like the the goal for when, when you are senior social engineer to like what's next no it's it's not cto if, if you what you like is coding it's it's totally not cto that you want yeah. to do it's uh, it's different thing really yeah, it's, it's very different and that's an interesting transition as well you know going from the doing to the uh, the coding to that and was that a difficult challenge for you to kind of let go of the code and to and to allow other people to kind of take over it's 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 not that it's hard to to um to let it go it's it's about like when when you need to find where you are most useful to to the company your your company and in some cases what you you know it's it's always easy to come back to say oh, i'm gonna do the code right i'm gonna like all right, uh, there is this one thing that I want. I need to do for the company, but yeah. I would I would rather do this code piece, right? Yes. And uh, the other day I was like, all right, I think I, I achieved something, so I should have a middle or something, right? Because I started coding, and at some point, instead of coding, I wrote a spec to explain what I was expecting my team to do. Yeah. And this is the most complicated part. And and uh, rather, what right now, my what I'm doing right now is like I'm. Uh, I'm CISO for the company, <laughs> so I'm not CTO. Like I've got many hats, right? But yes. right now I'm doing the CISO stuff, which is like writing policies, and you know, like uh, uh, this is what I'm doing right now. So it's it's totally different from coding, it, but this is necessary for the for for the company because uh, it's uh, it's it's something that you know, but at some point you need to write it down and uh, in order to move forward. So this is this is what I'm doing. <laughs> I love it. And that's the, what I'm hearing here is of kind of very aware leadership, you know, you're self-leading, you're knowing where your kind of things are. And this, this is an interesting thing, actually, what you kind of cover, because being a coach, a certified coach myself, um, one of the things around knowing what your weaknesses are, you know, people think about, you know, coaching uh, and, and knowing what your strengths are is the most important thing. It's not, it's actually knowing where, where you don't work. So you do need somebody to reflect back to you where you're not, or have that conversation with somebody to find out yeah. what your weaknesses are. Um, but the great thing is, is that you, you kind to know yourself you know it's about knowing yourself um yeah. so your leadership cedric what, yeah. what kind of leader of you how would somebody describe your leadership uh for me it's um uh it's it's uh you know i, I was talking about the, being a dictator or like uh, doing things uh because it's part of the life of startup at the same time what i want is like the smartest guy in the room uh with me and um and making the things together so when you need to rush something uh because there is uh, something that you need, to, you need you have a target and you're trying to, to reach the target and if you know it's possible then i'm gonna i'm gonna be with the, with the team on, in the front 
just yeah. doing the things and making sure that they, like I, I can reflect that it, it, it is very important for, for 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 the company and for for the team, right? And but at the same time, not like trying to give the most ownership or to the team, trying to make them like reflect and uh, get back to me with like questions but on, not only questions but also on sales at the same time like i've got this issue or i've got this challenge i i, I try i'm trying to ban the, this world issues there is always challenges right it's really about giving responsibility ownership to to the team uh the, uh, yeah. the kind of leadership i'm trying to achieve and being like uh, here for them like every time they have an issue or a challenge they are facing something they, they'd like to talk to me or they they, they have personal um things um like i'm trying to be approachable uh, all the time and to make time uh, for them uh, for the team because for me the most important is the team so uh, uh the the company wouldn't be here without the team so and it's very hard uh, to to find the right person so when you have the right person trying to make him like uh, to make them grow with the team yeah i love that yeah the company sorry yeah, I love the kind of perspective of the team is the most important thing because it's not about you or the leader or the co-founder. It's about the team, you know, because without them, yeah. they're never going to get anywhere. So are there any kind of, uh, being the CTO Confessions podcast, are there any kind of lessons from your leadership where it didn't quite go to plan and the lessons you learned from your own, I guess, leadership learning? Uh, that's a tough question. Um what went wrong? <laughs> Is there uh, anything went wrong well, <laughs> I think I think it's uh, like part of the startup is like you need to pivot, you need to learn. Like right, we started with like this idea of like uh, people are trying to uh, are trying to migrate or integrate with like a lot of SaaS product. So it's we came from this idea to talking to customers and uh, getting the the answers, and it's very hard to identify the identify the answers that the people are not are not even mentioning when you are interviewing them, right? It's like uh, you ask them the question, but we, it's very hard to ask the right question and to get the right answers because you are biased, they are biased, and at, at the end of the day, it's very hard to get, it's very tricky. Yeah. And especially when you're trying to target like um, small companies, uh, SMBs and, uh, and, uh, and the big companies and under, uh, enterprises and those kind of things. So we went through this journey with like, a team and we were like we were really like uh, um uh very focused on like a uh, uh, developer experience and very like uh, um a, a, a big problem injuring problem and we need like resources and something not to achieve this, to to make it work and um at the end of the day it was very hard to um to transition from uh, from SMBs to enterprises, and the pivot. So it's very like you have a product, you have an idea. How how can you you, you you're not sure you're gonna achieve it, or you're not sure you're gonna uh, this is the right thing. You 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 have some certainties, but you 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 can't be sure until you've reached the PMS. So how can you make sure that they understand what you what you're going through? Uh, they understand where you where you're going, where, where you're going coming from, and uh, to understand the value and all those uh, little steps that leads you to the right to the right product. Yes. And and and, and getting to to yeah, basically like this is the the most complicated part. And we've made many many mistakes around that time, like uh, around like 
during that time, like about scaling the team, how can we structure the team? Is it too soon to scale the team, to, uh, to organize the team? Uh, can, can you identify like right leader in the team? And how do you promote someone from the team? Still, you have to lead the project. And if you, if you don't have a natural leader in the team, you still need to curl because otherwise it's, it's very hard to, to lead the team. So it's very like this balance that you need to find, which is like very, very hard uh, to me. And I think right now we have the right spot between like engineers, uh, the team size, the, the, um, the, the company size, the project, and uh, this, this, this organization that we have, I think this is, uh, this is the sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, that's, so Cedric, we're obviously uh, living through a, a very special time, um, a very fortunate time for, uh, for some people, uh, the COVID-19 era. And how have you kind of dealt with that as a, as a company, as, as a leader? Um, so first, when I saw the, like, when I watched the news, I was like, all right. Um, I, I remember me um, uh, going on Slack on the on the, on the, on the Monday morning with like a single sentence to my co-founder and saying like, "What are we doing?" Yeah. <laughs> and we had an office in Paris where we were meeting from time to time with my co-founder. But uh, and uh, since then we we just uh, give it away because uh, we we didn't need it. Mm-hmm. And but we we at first I was in Nebra, my co-founder was in Paris, and we like we were doing like Zoom uh, Zoom thing. And it was part of the the plan that we had like which is we want to create a company which is remote first because we want to we don't want to be um stuck to a country or do we want to we don't want to be stuck to a city or something like that we yeah. want to live uh especially because it's uh, it's tense like if you if you want to hire in paris you're gonna um you're gonna be, you're gonna fi- find it very quite challenging really because uh, you're gonna compete with like companies like datadog or uh um like uh, Algoria or this kind of uh, very famous company, it's very hard to, to, to beat them, right? So it's, you can, you can find, and from, from my experience, I know remote, I know how to, de- to lead the team in, uh, remotely, I know how to work remotely, I can share the, the, those things to, uh, to my team, and I know some people already uh, from, from my past experience working from different, in different countries and everything. So, we could have the, we could benefit from this network uh, that we have built over the over the years in order to build the company um, without having to set off from the um, the the countries and everything. So basically, when the COVID arrived, we were like ready. We were already working remotely, and things got even even um, even more more remote because we we shut down the office and everything. So nothing has changed really per se, but. We were more like, what's going to happen for the company and, and everything because, like, it's a pandemic. Yes, that's right. The, the kind of disruption within the markets in general. And working remotely first, I always find this kind of interesting because I'm a big fan of whiteboards. I love to get, get a big black marker and start writing on a, mm. on a whiteboard and then somebody fights you for the marker and then says, mm. how, do you, what's the, how have you kind of solved that collaboration part of working remotely? We are using. We are a big fan of uh, Miro that we are using. Yeah, at the time it was it was called Real, Real Time Miro, so now that's right. Why right. it's called Miro? Miro is a, is an amazing tool. Zoom. Uh, we can use Whereby or we can use uh, um, we use the Whereby or this kind of things. We are always trying to find something to make it even even better. But at first, if you want to work remotely, the first thing is you need to write things down. So every time you've got an idea, you write things down. You you, you open up your notion. 
and you 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 start thinking the blanks and trying to to unwrap what you have in your head in order to share it with someone and it's a it's a good way to structure what you have in mind and you can start with right whiteboard which is like uh miro you can start with you can link it with a um national page and everything so i think it's a it's a good way to, to work uh, asynchronously uh and to also keep track of everything that is happening and um it's it's one of those benefits where you are all in the office you're gonna do something and then all of a sudden you're gonna you, you do a meeting you do the whiteboard thing and all of a sudden oh let's wait i'm gonna take a picture of it right you take a picture you share it in your drive google drive and this kind of things and then at the end of the day it's like all right <laughs> it's it's there i want to perform an update what, what what do you do do you go back to your whiteboard or you do you, do you do you make it back up and coming? Do you want to change like you you only want to perform one change, but you can't. So I think it's the right strategy to um, to start in the, in the right way, and uh, and yeah, it works. Brilliant, that's good. I, always a good tip uh, working remotely because it's the world we live in now, and. Uh, yeah. And it's interesting, a lot of companies are starting to look at maybe hybrid working, you know, uh, remote first, and then, you know, how you can kind of bring together and, and converge and have those uh, fuller meetings, uh, you know, face to face, you know. Um, what's, okay. I'm, uh, personally, I'm not a big fan of uh, hybrids. I think it's, uh, it's um, every time I've, uh, I've seen it, I think it's the right way to, um, um, to create some kind of like a, uh, thought classes and all those kind of things, right? You can you can create a Zoom call to invite people to uh, to a, an after work event and all those kind of things, but it's not it's not quite the same because you don't have the, the pizza, you don't have the the you know you it's it's not quite the same. I, I personally, what what we are doing is um, or what we the, the the most difficult part is that we are tr we are trying to organize twice a year uh, a remote offsite, right? So the next one is that we are trying to organize. We are about to organize the next one uh, in September, yeah. but uh, we we have to stop it because of restrictions and those kind of things. And we 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 are organizing some kind of a Zoom of site and those kind of things, uh, um, remote remote of site, which was yeah. kind of uh, weird a little bit. But we are trying to build this uh, this uh, company spirit. But hybrid wise, it's like people are doing something. And they are they are sharing a drink and asking things, but at the same time they forget about you, and it's not the same. And I remember back in the days when we when we are we were having a meeting, if one person in the room were remote, everybody was remote. And I think this is this is the, the the best thing that you can do. And in the end, everybody was coming back home. And I, I remember back in the days we were in the office, and everybody was sitting uh, at every corner of the of the office. With, with the laptop because one person was was remote and it was like why don't you work for, from your home to do that like why do you have to pay expensive offices you know to do the same for, for this right <laughs> it's yes, insane yeah. well it makes me um that just remind me um of uh my own personal situation where i used to work for a bank down in london and i had a two-hour commute to work uh from mm -hmm. london here and uh, i used to travel all the way down to london to sit at a desk <clears> to do remote meetings <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's how a, mad is that you know yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and as you say people that weren't uh that were in the office uh would, we'd always have to default to the worst case scenario the, sorry not the worst case the the default situation which was that somebody was remote so we might as well just be remote kind of thing you know yeah yeah exactly 
you are sharing a co- you are sharing a coffee. You are, you, you have a discussion in the in the um, yeah, at, the, at the at the coffee channel or the coffee machine, yeah. and it's very hard to transpose this kind of discussion and to write this down or something like that because at the end, yes, you are remote and it's it's hybrid and we allow you to work remotely and all those kind of things. But at the end of the day, we've got a coffee machine. You you just uh, bump into someone at the coffee machine and you have a discussion. And it's at this point, it's very it's very complicated for the company because. At this point, you you make some little decisions, and uh, oh, based on your discu- on our discussion in this in, uh, during the coffee coffee break, this is what I, I decided to implement. And the the other person doesn't have the context. And this is yeah, when you are when you're on Slack or Discord or this kind of things, everything is public, and that's that, that is like if you need to refer to something, you can point it out and you can, yeah. you can share the context. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, Ego Cedric is a tough one for you. What keeps you up at night? What stresses you out? It's a tough one. I think it's really about like uh, making sure we 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 have the right product uh, for the for the right customers, and it's very really like a balance. And it's I think it's um, it's getting to know like uh, to get to get as much feedback as we can, as many feedback as we can, not to to achieve the goal, which is like I want to solve the main problem. Like is is it the main driver? Like we've got we we've uh, we've made tons of uh, customer calls and everything, right? And right now we we launched a V1, and so everything is like uh, is good. And uh, back in the days, I made the decision to um, remove the to to start from scratch. The product was built with a Rails API and a React front office. And at some point, I was I made a decision to to just stop it. And um, it wasn't it it wasn't um, great uh, for me because we were losing a lot of time. And how can we be, can we be faster? Because when you have a Rails API, it means that you need to, to to have this. You need to switch context from Ruby to uh, to, to to JavaScript and all those kind of things, and to React, which is different context in different areas, and uh, it requires some different skill sets. And you can have the the, the best uh, full stack developer in the world. It's very hard to switch context. And at some point, I made a decision to to remove the Rails uh, to to remove everything and to start over to Rails stack. Which is like Rails and TurboGS and uh, Stimulus and those kind of things, the new stack, right? Uh, and we were lucky because they, they, they launched like a Stimulus Top 2.0 at, at this point around this time and those kind of things. So it was it was it was a great timing, at the, I think. And this allowed us to to go faster. And this is the, the only thing that really matters to me is like we need to reiterate fast. We need to find the the right pain to we need to reiterate iterate fast in order to to make sure that we are on some the right need. At the right time and for the right person, and to to test and evaluate and iterate and test and evaluate and those kind of things. So this is um, technology-wise, this is the the one thing that I have, and um, and making sure that we we are like delivering uh, the, the the fastest possible, and also with the with the 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 right team and the, the right spirit. Do I share the right information with my team? Are they comfortable enough to understand? Like, do do they understand what we are trying to achieve and uh, and, and everything? This is, um, it's. I'm a stress uh, stress person most of the time, so it's uh, uh, it's it's very easy to wake me up uh, at night. Yeah. To... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Thank you for sharing that because because it is a tough job that you have. You know, it's a it is a challenging uh, spot to have in in any organization. Um, 
And um, as we kind of come towards the kind of end of our our kind of time together, are there any are there any books that have been gateway books for you that you'd like to kind of share with the kind of uh, tech audience out there uh, that you think are important to read? Uh, so right now, what I'm reading is uh, the No Rules Rules from Netflix, yes. yeah. Netflix Scripture, which is a good one. I think I'm, I'm learning a lot from it. Uh, and um, I've got um, many books. Unfortunately, right now, I don't have like much, uh, much time to read uh, because I've got a, a brand new baby. Uh, but uh, but uh, I'm tr- like, this, this is the one I, uh, I have in the, in, um, in the walk. Yeah, that's that's good. I, it's uh, it's one that I started. I need to finish off myself, but um, but I imagine um, having a, a baby at the moment that is uh, a lot of uh, learning in that in that in itself, you know, kind of thing. Well, it's the second one, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, you're the expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. I love it. That's great. And um, and if I was a again, it's a nice one for you. If I was a tech genie and I could offer you a wish, okay, in your tech space, in your market, for your business, what would your wish be? Uh, it's a tough one. Um, uh, I think, uh, yeah, just like uh, be uh, being, getting more feedback and uh, making sure that we getting more resources really like to to, to build. Uh, like I've got a lot of ideas uh, with this product and. And at some point, you need to find the right focus, you know, because you, you can't do anything. Like, uh, if you need to pick up like uh, ABC and you're you're trying to start ABC, it's it's uh, it's not gonna work. So you need to find the right thing, which is like the eighty percent. So you need to find the right focus with uh, with, with uh, for for the right people. So make, having the right amount of data to uh, that that could prove that we are on the on the on the right thing, and uh, and. And it's 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 not even about the resources. It's really about like getting even more people trying uh, trying and uh, reporting and get, giving us feedback and asking. I think this is a uh, yeah. So Cedric, as we come to the end of our time together, unfortunately, what would be your key takeaway to the men, women, tech leaders out there as a kind of gift or a, a key takeaway for them? Uh, um, it's um. Don't, don't don't hesitate to try. Uh, don't hesitate to fail. Uh, it's fine, and uh, this is the only way to learn. Unfortunately, um, if you if you if you are on, uh, um, I think very early on, start with a, a mentor. Uh, try to find, to identify someone in your space or uh, a, a CTO or co-founder in a, in a, in, a, in a company that is like a little bigger than you. You know, to identify like to someone that you can you can talk to and refer to in you know if, if you have some questions about like how do you scale this thing or how do you make it work and those kind of things if you have any questions or any doubts or anything just someone someone you can reach to very easily and and uh, you can you can talk to and try to make a point where you can uh, you can address all those things so coaching uh mentoring and those kind of things tr- try to to you are not alone and you, people are, have, have been through don't start to ask questions uh, I think this is the my main takeaway. But also, like uh, more women uh, in the space would be good. Wise words, sir. That was brilliant. Great note to finish on. Thank you for your time, Cedric. It's been great having your board and some great wisdom shared there. Thank you very much. Well, well, well. What a session. The techie turned tech leader and entrepreneur. We had such great conversations on and off the podcast. I particularly liked our conversation around science or the science of science and how breakthroughs in data science 
are facilitating the advancement of science. Groundbreaking stuff. Anyway, back to the podcast. What were your key takeaways? These were mine. Number one, how working remotely can help increase transparency and actually help improve teams. The new paradigm causes us to have a clearer delegation of responsibility. And also, information is written out in those emails and chats, making information more accessible to teams and others that gravitate around those teams. My second key takeaway from Cedric was the art of questions, how leaders can find their way through something unknown by asking the right questions. And those questions coming from people from different positions, up and down and across the organisation. As I've heard from many wise people in the past, and I will attempt to sound wise myself now, is the answer is in the question. Mic drop. Thirdly and finally, my last key takeaway was about control. Control in leadership. And losing control is very much part of it. Letting go of control as a leader creates a desirable side effect. It creates a better system of teamwork and distributed leadership within those teams for the well-being of the organisation and, interestingly, the well-being of the people. People thrive when they own their own work and become fully immersed in being the makers of the outcomes the business needs. So thank you, Cedric. Thank you for your awesome wisdom and time for donating your thoughts to the IT Labs tech leadership community. May the entrepreneurship and leadership spirit stay strong in you, sir. And finally... Remember to subscribe to CTO Confessions podcast and IT Labs newsletter, where you get regular tech articles and invites to the IT Labs webinar series. URLs for this can be found at the bottom of this page. We are consistently creating material to create, nurture and support a community of tech leaders. And of course, if you want to know more about IT Labs services, including our Teams as a Service service, please don't hesitate to get in touch. As mentioned in the intro, please think of us like tech leaders' favourite off-the-shelf service, providing agility, high-performing teams off that shelf with a wide breadth of skill and knowledge. Well, that's all, folks. Look after each other and keep safe. Wishing you all a good day or evening, wherever you are in the world, from all of us here at IT Labs. Live long, live well and prosper. Until we meet again on the next CTO Confessions podcast.